dedicated to providing the finest personalized health care. We're Oralville Hospital. Here's another edition of our podcast, Growing Healthy Together. Stroke is the fifth leading cause of death in the U.S., and it's important for you to know the signs of a possible stroke, to learn your risk factors, and to identify what you need to do if you suspect that you or a loved one is having a stroke. My guest today is Mary Jarski. She's a registered nurse and the stroke program coordinator at Oroville Hospital. Mary, tell the listeners, let's, let's educate a little bit first. What is a stroke, and are there different types? Yes, a stroke... Most strokes are a blockage in the brain, in a, in a, in a vessel in the brain that um, prevents oxygenated blood from getting to your brain. That's one type, an ischemic stroke. The other type of stroke, not as common, is a hemorrhagic stroke where a vessel would burst in the brain and bleed into the brain. And luckily, most, most strokes are uh, ischemic strokes that are caused by a blockage of some type. Who's most at risk for stroke? Actually, a stroke can happen to anyone at any time. Uh, Of course, as we age, uh, we become more at risk for a stroke, but um, there are certain risk factors that that enter into that. Certainly, um, things like high blood pressure, being diabetic, uh, smoking, drinking too much, uh, not not exercising. So there's, you know, just leading a healthy lifestyle is, is a good preventative, but really everyone is at risk. They can happen, it can happen to older people and younger people. If you've had a stroke, are you now at a higher risk of having another one? Unfortunately, yes. And that's why even if you've had a stroke, we really work on trying to, um, reduce your risk factors by taking good care of yourself and taking all the proper medications. Well, it is so important to take good care of yourself and live that healthy lifestyle. However, it's also important, Mary, if someone can recognize the symptoms of a stroke, whether it's in themselves or in a loved one, tell us about the acronym FAST and what you would like people to know that this means for the possible symptoms of a stroke. So the acronym FAST is uh, it's a little acronym to help us recognize the most common presentation of stroke. So that would be the F stands for facial droop, the A is for arm drift, the S is for speech problems, and the T reminds us that if you see these symptoms in someone, it's time to call 911. Um, that is... Most strokes present that way, but certainly not all strokes. So there are other symptoms that we uh, should talk about that are not as common. I'd say the atypical stroke presentation uh, that are not as common could be uh, something like a sudden onset of confusion, uh, a loss of balance, or a vision problem. So these aren't as common, but they are definitely stroke symptoms. And uh, in more common with a bleeding type stroke or a hemorrhagic stroke are things like a sudden onset of a really bad headache uh, and often accompanied by nausea and vomiting. So I always, I always recommend that if people recognize any 
any sudden onset of any neurological event, it's good to get checked out and let us decide, you know, is this a stroke or could it be something else? Because we don't want to miss a stroke. Mary, why is time so important? We've heard the the phrase time is brain. So why is time so important? And should the person call 911 or drive their loved one? Is there something that the EMS can do in the interim of getting to the hospital that can possibly help with the reaction to someone suffering a stroke? It is really important to call EMS because they are equipped to assess the patient. They may uh, be able to give some initial medication. The really important thing to remember is there is a medication that is available for some patients, but it's time sensitive. So the sooner that you can get to the hospital and get assessed, the sooner we can give the clot-busting drug that can reverse the effects of a stroke. So that has it has time limits, and often people, uh, if they have symptoms, will um, kind of think, well, maybe I should wait. Uh, maybe this will go away. It'll resolve. But that is definitely not the thing to do because every minute that treatment's delayed, they estimate that we are losing almost 1.9 million neurons. So minutes count. An EMS can get someone to the hospital much quicker than driving in an automobile. And what happens at the ER? At what, what is that like? And tell us a little bit about that clot-busting drug, TPA. TPA has been being used to, to uh, treat strokes for over 20 years. And it, like I said, it does have a time limit. So when a patient comes to the emergency room, the very first thing that happens is they get a quick assessment. If they're stable, they go straight to our CT scanner. And what we're looking for at that point in that initial CT is to make sure that the patient is not having a hemorrhagic stroke. We want to make sure they're not bleeding into their brain because that would be a contraindication for giving the clot-busting drug. But um, if they meet the criteria, and there's, there's some inclusion and exclusion criteria that the person has to meet, and our emergency room team is, is you know, trained and ready to do that. I might also mention that we do have access to uh, expert neurological support through telemedicine because we are a rural hospital, and uh, so together, our stroke team in the emergency room and with our expert neurological uh, support, we are able to make the determination, is that person eligible to get the clot-busting drug and um, get that in as soon as possible? Because the sooner we get the medication in, the better it works and the the less chance of any, uh, you know, bad side effects that, that could happen. So then based on obviously the time that somebody gets in and the brain function that is maintained based on the TPA and the treatments available, what have you seen as the stroke coordinator? What have you seen life is like after stroke and the rehab? And what is that like for patients and their families? Well, I always say stroke is probably one of the most devastating things to happen to a person in their family because the, it's often unexpected and so sudden. And they can 
some strokes can be really severe. So uh, we begin not only our treatment in the ER with uh, the clot-busting drug, but we also follow up with rehabilitation starting right away because we know that the sooner rehabilitation is started, the more successful it is. And then continued rehabilitation after the hospital uh, stay. And then we also have a stroke support group that meets once a month to uh, help the patients and their families cope and adapt to life after stroke. It's such important information, Mary, for people to hear to recognize those symptoms of a possible stroke and possibly even to prevent their risk, reduce their risk or prevent a stroke altogether. Wrap it up for us with your best advice. As the stroke program coordinator at Oroville Hospital, what would you like people to know about stroke? What's the take-home message today? The take-home message is if you or a loved one experiences the signs and symptoms of stroke, like the sudden onset of a facial droop, arm drift, or speech problems, if they have a sudden onset of confusion, a sudden onset of disequilibrium or vision problems, call 911 and get here and let our team assess them and make a determination so that we can start treatment right away. The other part of that is we would like it if we didn't have to ever treat a stroke. So the more that we can encourage people to, you know, live their best life as healthy as possible. I always say we all know what we should do. We don't always do it. So doing things like quitting smoking and monitoring your blood pressure, take those medications that your doctor recommends. exercising, and just uh, leading your most healthy life. Eat real food that's not, you know, like fast food and junk food is just not good. So, you know, a healthy lifestyle, eating lots of fruits and vegetables, exercising, and just living that healthy lifestyle is the very best protection that we have against stroke. Mary, thank you so much for being on with us today. It's so important that people recognize the symptoms of a stroke should they or a loved one be suffering from one. Thank you again for sharing our expertise. And for more information on Mary's outreach and community education on stroke prevention, you can call 530-538-3070. That's 530-538-3070. You're listening to Growing Healthy Together, a podcast by Oroville Hospital. For more information, please visit OrovilleHospital.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.